Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. Um, and before we start this episode, I feel like we need to address the obvious, which is that the both of us might be sounding a little bit worse for wear today. Now, on my part, that is just because uh, this week is Em's big move down to London, um, which means that before her microphone gets buried in a suitcase, we need to squeeze this podcast episode in wherever we could, and that meant getting up early to record before work today. So my voice is still not fully warmed up for the day so I feel like it's sounding a little bit croaky. Now for M, there is that and also more so I'm gonna let you just talk about what you've done to your own voice. I honestly like can't believe the irony of we come back for the podcast. We're so dedicated we literally plan this in like it's like 7am and then I lose my voice which is just sod's law isn't it but Mm -hmm. the reason I lost my voice relates to one of my highs and lows um and so the high is that I completed one thing off my 20s list this week which I mentioned last week um which is a list of things that I would like to do in my 20s based off the fact that my main character in Heartbreak House Shared did the same so I'm like living vicariously through Flick and the first thing that I ticked off that I've wanted to tick off for a long time was a Taylor Swift club night which was so much fun like imagine a night where I'm not talking like Taylor Swift and friends like I'm not talking like three Taylor Swift songs and then various other pop artists mm-hmm. every single song was Taylor Swift I'm talking the dream. nothing nothing new with Phoebe Bridges was on in a club wow. Enchanted was on in a club Fearless was on in a club Should Have Said No was such a banger <laughs> I forgot about it was the best song Picture to Burn like I mean you get my drift mm-hmm. every single song that you can imagine was played and it was just amazing. Honestly, I would say it's up there in the top 10 nights of my life, which is so wow. not like me because I'm allergic to clubs. I yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, half of me is jealous because I think that sounds fun. Then the other half of me remembers that I literally have not been in a club for like, mm, I'm going to go for at least like four years. So it's, yeah. it's not my vibe, but that does sound like a bit of my vibe just because I love, I love all those songs. Yeah, it's so, I think it made me realise that the reason I don't like clubbing isn't, because of like maybe the staying up although I wouldn't want to do it every weekend it is probably because I hate it when you're staying out and you don't know the worst of the songs it's just so boring so honestly hearing like hundreds of people scream along at like 3am to the all too well 10 minute version is something I can tick off my 20s list and it is the high of the week Uh, well there's actually two highs but that's one of the highs of the week and then the low of that is that I've lost my voice, if you couldn't tell. And I think it's a combination of screaming to about 50 Taylor songs in one night. Then I have been in Leeds this week working Freshers Week because it was my final week in my current job at the university. So I have been talking a lot this week, I think, for Freshers Week. Mm -hmm. And it's just got to me. The voice has given up. I didn't realise it had given up so much until we sat down and I spoke to Kira this morning, (laughs) but it has well and truly given up. So if I sound like a frog, that's why. <laughs> ribbit. <laughs> yeah, ribbit is me. I am frog. Uh, and then my other high of the week, which I already told Kira um, was such a good moment, is so I was at the Freshers' Fair, as I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And when you're working the Freshers' Fair, obviously you act like a fresher. You go and get the free Domino's pizza. You go and like chat to the clubs and societies. And then one of the things that was at the Freshers' Fair was a Yorkshire tea van. Nice. Do you know where this is going? You know where this is going. I know where this is going. And there was a, like, tea ping pong where you threw a ping pong ball and if you got it in a mug, you could pick a box of tea. And if you listened to last week's episode, you will know that Yorkshire tea biscuit tea is 
the best tea and I would drink it, well I do drink it multiple times a day, every day of my life and I won a box. Which is it the dream, that is like such a yeah. dream because obviously you'd buy it 100% hands down you'd buy it mm. but if there's something you already know you'd buy and then you get it for free it's just that extra bit of special it's because just, yeah. you value it a lot more. Honestly, that might have been an even better high than the ticking off of the 20s list I think. <laughs> Which I feel like is indicative of who you really are deep down yeah club, <laughs> yeah definitely club nights maybe once in a while but tea every day yeah i think the reason i could go to a club is because it was the first time since before lockdown <laughs> it's like my brain had erased how much i hate clubbing yeah so it felt ready to go back yeah i feel like that's fair it's one of those things where you, you trick yourself out that's what they say about childbirth isn't it you give yourself a break yeah. and then by the time you come around to do it another time you've forgotten how bad it was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of similarities between clubbing and childbirth, I reckon. <laughs> totally. Both are sticky. Both probably are noisy. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Sticky, yeah. Gross. As There's usual. actually, like, a line in my book, which I oh, nearly... Where is this going? Which I nearly took out so many times, and I actually can't remember if we left in in the end. And it was it was a metaphor comparing something in the book, and it said it was like as sticky and confusing as childbirth and I can't remember if that got left in but wow I do love a childbirth metaphor apparently so which is interesting given that you've never yet bore a child <laughs> nor shall I for quite, quite some a while. time yeah yeah <laughs> but there we go at least you've got those metaphors lined up for once you do <laughs> but that's just reminded me tangent okay did you say did you see the major this baby is on this my week? this is on my yeah. list don't you worry this is on my list it wasn't a high or a low i don't care about it that much but yes so what i will say is that i knew it i said it to jay a Did few you? weeks ago For i said text we're talking about molly May's molly pregnancy. may yeah, so she, molly may is pregnant which is so exciting um and we i was in a car with jay and i must have been on instagram stories and she just posted her skiing holiday pictures which she put up a few weeks ago yeah. and I said to and Jay and the coats in all of them I said yeah. to Jay she is pregnant there's no way she's hiding her incredible body underneath that coat if not for a reason um and I never said it to anyone else and I hate that I didn't like put money on it or anything yeah. but I knew it and so when the announcement came out um Sarah messaged me immediately uh and she was like <laughs> have you seen Molly May's pregnant and I was like oh my god I literally knew but I'm so excited for them I think that's so they me seem too. very happy um it's gonna be a cute baby and I just love a bit of wholesome baby news and also I just think it's so funny so Sarah is now re-watching the 2019 season of Love Island an iconic is the, season the season yeah. of Molly May and Tommy um and she keeps texting me about it and like it's just ironic that people didn't think that they would last or people were so mean to Molly um and mm. now look at them the only successful couple arriving of that season and also like probably one of the most successful couples of all the seasons realistically so love that for them yeah really. I really like that for them but I do think it is and I like gasped like audibly gasped and then I went on Twitter <coughs> sorry cough break I went on Twitter and I saw a tweet that said um why is everyone putting it in the group chats like it's a girl we know from the pub and it's so funny like celebrity culture like that felt like a really excited moment and it's not even anyone I know but I think that is yeah that's the truth of influencer culture though isn't it because it's like the whole point of like why they become so successful and how they maintain like their you do know community them. is by making yeah. you feel as if you are part of their life and so obviously 
that's just how it works but yeah it is obviously funny but I think that's just the world that we live in at this point like you do care about people that you have no actual vested interest in you just care about what's going on Molly May we love it (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) we are big fans (laughs) 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 we're spinning plates (laughs) XPLT so what's your high and low of the week (laughs) Um, tangents galore yeah gosh we 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 really tangent we really tangented off quite early on this time um but so my high of the week this week is actually quite a small one but one that has brought myself and jay unparalleled joy uh over the last few weeks and that is um our cat oscar has recently started learning to use the cat flap and i can't remember if i mentioned this in last week's episode or not um but essentially, we always operate just an open door policy um, where we would just like sit if we're downstairs, we'll have the back door open and he could just come in and out as he pleases. And that worked absolutely fine for like spring and summer. But now that it's getting cold, having that door open all the time, not ideal for uh, keeping yourself at a temperature at which is compatible with life so um <laughs> that was a really long drawn out sentence I feel like you lost it though. I was like I know where I'm going with this somewhere in my mind so I, cl- I clawed <laughs> it back stay with me clawed it back so we decided to start teaching Oscar how I to clawed use clawed it back yeah <laughs> uh, we decided to start teaching Oscar how to use the cat flap and we have a cat flap that was already installed when we moved in um and it's one of those ones that's like a circular cat flap and it kind of spins so you go in out one side and then like in the other and so it took quite a lot of effort to get him to learn how to use it a lot of like picking him up and pushing his face into it so he understands but he's he's finally got it and the thing that's bringing me joy and the thing that is my high of the week is the fact that he goes out really smoothly but then when he comes back in it seems to take so much (laughs) effort and because it's like spins halfway the door is kind of like a partition so it's not a full circle for his body to go through it's like half a circle and he's quite a big cat and sometimes on the way back through his round belly just gets a bit stuck and he has to really wiggle himself through but it's so funny to watch i know it's like he's like a big he's not fat he's just a large cat breed and then also very fluffy so he's just he's he's large and in charge where why have you like come into this new season of the podcast with all of the best phrases i've ever heard large and in charge (laughs) the conversations are just lending themselves and these have been in my repertoire for many many a year but i just have not maybe had the chance to bring them out on the podcast I haven't forgotten Panic City Central. Um, no, as, as you shouldn't, because it's an excellent, excellent terminology that I can't believe you didn't know of. Um, also, just to add on, this is less funny, but it still is kind of funny, is when he comes in sometimes, the door swings shut, and this, on a couple of occasions, it's caught his tail a little bit, and he looks around like he's like, who the hell did that to my tail? And we're like, it was you, because you came in too slowly, but he just looks so confused about it. Oh, Oscar. So there's the high of the week. Oscar, as usual, bringing the laughs to our lives. Um, then Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then my low of the week is that I'm injured, which is making me so depressed. So here we go. It's the, it's the classic segment of We're Spinning Plates. Kira's ailment. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. So um, as we know, and I talked about in last week's episode, I just recently ran a half marathon um, and I was training for this since April. So we had um, April through to 
September that I was training for this half marathon um, and I had one injury that flared up throughout this uh, process which was shin splints which I think until you've had them you mm. cannot understand what it feels like because it's like constant stabbing pain in your shins and it's horrific um so I bought something called compression socks which are like really tight socks that you can wear on like airplanes and things and that fixed them right up so by the time I got to race day had no lingering injuries no pain anything mm. like that and about mile nine of 13 on race day my right knee started hurting a lot a lot a lot um which was an injury that I've had since like 2020 but it hadn't flared up at all throughout training so I wasn't worried about it or anything I didn't expect it to happen on that day and since then my knee has just been really really off since that race day um on like walks and I've done a couple of runs and it seems to be about two miles in I essentially start to get this pain in my knee which is so annoying because I've been running like a lot further than two miles and I know that I can except for the pain so I went to run club on Tuesday um because my knee had had wholesome thing ever yeah we love it um because I'd give my knee a few days of rest and I thought it's feeling okay I'm gonna give it a try because obviously ultimately with these things the only way you know if it's any better is when you actually try it out on a run so I went to run club started out strong and then about two miles in like clockwork money started hurting but as it turns out you'll know this so we'd ran from the minster out to monk's cross um Ooh, that's a long it, way. It, yeah so we, that was only about two three miles at that point but obviously the only way to get home at that point is to run back so uh by the time Ooh. that we got back towards the minster um i i think my hip flexor so like the bit where your hip bends or like you know where your like upper body joins your legs and there's like a bend yeah. if you lift your knee. Um, so that's like a group of muscles called the hip flexors. And it, I think, helps to stabilise the leg, which obviously it had to work a lot harder because my knee was like not working. And so I got home and I had not only the one injury, but I'd added a new one to the oh, list. double whammy. <laughs> yeah. No. So I'm just like switching out between deep freeze and deep heat, which I hate the smell of deep heat. Deep freeze just smells like toothpaste. So I'm quite a fan of that one. But deep heat smells horrible horrible and I just hate it but I'm having to you know do what I can to try and make the injuries better so that's my low of the week Mm. um I've never exercised enough to need either of those things well nor had I until uh this point like until I started this half marathon training um but yeah it was quite sad because there was like five of us at the run club and I was literally like about 10 meters behind everyone else just like hoveling my way along because I was like Oh no, that's made a really wholesome visual of a run club. Yeah. Really also it rained, which was just like much, like just it really set the tone of how I was feeling at the end of that run yeah. club. But like, it's just one of those things. But yeah, um, it's definitely the visual is deteriorating fast. a low of the week for sure, because it was just like not what I was hoping for from that experience. No, definitely not. And it's so disappointing when like, you know that mentally you could do something and it's like a physical thing that stops you. Yeah. Um, all the other way around, like I think it's just like so annoying when both parts of your like person are not, do not collaborating. Yeah, it's quite yeah. annoying. Um, but that's my high and low of the week. So shall we jump into the weekly roundup? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, not to make this entire episode about cats, but I do have... Uh, please do. I have a cat please a do. cat story. <laughs> um, so last week I was talking about the 
Um, long-standing rivalry between rivalry. Uh, Oscar, minor Jay's cat, and Baxter, our next-door neighbour's cat. Um, and this rivalry often accumulates in standoffs between these two cats. And there was another one over the weekend where Baxter was on the dividing wall between our house and his house, and Oscar was down on the ground looking up at him, and they were just staring at each other. Um, and then ba- Baxter's owner came over and was like, you're a very bad cat, get down. Um, to Baxter. To Baxter. Um, to Baxter. And then Jay was went over, because he was like, ooh, I'm going to ask about Baxter. And he found out how old yeah. he was, so we found out that Baxter is, like, 14 years old. Ooh, he's old. But we also found out a really important piece of information, which I'm calling his yeah. Bax story, because his name is Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, um, we found out that he was not always owned by our neighbour. He actually used to live in our house. And then the people who lived here left him. Oh, that's really sad. And that, the, like, our neighbour then, like, adopted him, and that's why Baxter lives with her now. So I'm thinking this must have been quite a while ago, because our, our landlord also told us, because they used to live in this house as well, that Baxter was really interested in this house, and he always wanted to come in. Um, yeah. So it can't have been their cat, but it must have been the people prior to that. So, like, that's that was very sad, but in the same sense, um, I'm glad that, like, our neighbour, who's lived here for literally forever... Um, took him in and everything but it now just adds so much more understanding yeah. into why Baxter is so territorial about our garden and why he doesn't like Oscar yeah. a lot because he thinks of it as his garden and his house so Baxter has a character arc I know Who would have thought? literally like that abandonment is his villain origin story um but yeah he's, he's <laughs> such a lovely cat he does not like other cats but he loves people um, and he also has Obviously, he's a, a black cat, and that's obvious only to myself and Em, who have seen him before. Um, so, mm-hmm. to anyone listening, he's a black cat. But he has what Jay calls, like, a rowan coat, which is where, like, in the sunlight, it's got, like, a red tinge to it. So, he's just a very handsome little boy. Um, he is. And, like, I've met him, and I really liked yeah. him. I mean, obviously, my loyalty lies with Oscar. But, Do you know, I, I feel yeah, like... The character arc makes him more 4D. Yeah, he's he's 100% a very likeable cat, and his owner, bless her, was apologising to us because he's always trying to chase Oscar, and we're like, oh, it's fine, that's just what cats are like. And Oscar used yeah. to be the bully back when we lived at Jay's parents' house because he was the biggest cat in the garden at that point. So he's now just getting a taste Large of his own medicine, exactly. <laughs> when it's compared to Baxter, he is small and scared whereas when he's with big uh, when he's the big cat and then he's with little girl cats then he's largely in charge um so that was a big thing for this week and um, i feel like i have less to talk about this week because i think i talked to you about literally every single tv show that i could possibly be watching um last mm. week but i do have a few things the first one okay very short but i feel like we ought to acknowledge the fact that it is so cold now oh my so god cold. it's freezing like i wore slipper socks in bed last night yeah i've been water bottling most days at work and by work i mean literally where i'm sat right now because that's where i work <laughs> but throughout the work day i've been having to put the hot water bottle on um so my classic 
hot water bottle burn rash on my stomach is making a comeback for winter 2022 because um I wear it like here is the most surprise <laughs> accessory I wear the hot water bottle way too close to my skin but I'm like I just is it the um koala the one, one? Goes, yeah. yeah the pouch the one that wraps around it's very handy and only about 15 pounds from Amazon if you just google like koala hot water bottle pouch I think it's worth purchase um mm, I'm not I'm not on commission but I just <laughs> think it's changed my life so much um so it's it's bloody cold and it's getting very dark so winter is coming um and there's nothing we could do about it but all right johnson <laughs> are you impressed that i got that you did get that i was gonna make a game of thrones reference then i think like i was gonna announce that it was a game of thrones reference and then i thought well after last week and you saying that you don't watch game of thrones yeah what's the bloody point but um yeah, I know my pop culture. You do. On Game of Thrones, I mentioned last week that I was worried about the new episode of House of Dragons because um, the actors playing two of the main characters were being aged up, so new people were being brought in. And I just wanted to say that my worries were unfounded. While I loved the younger actors, um, the t- two people that they brought in to replace them were excellent, did such a good job. So just wanted to clarify that in case uh anyone was wondering um and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about is I mentioned this to you at the beginning of the episode before the episode even began actually and it was you were telling me about your sore throat as of a result of the Taylor Swift uh night I then realized I had a similar experience last week when I went to my conference that I talked about where I went to meet everyone at work oh, yeah. and there Different were vibes. a good few hundred people in that room so similar to a club but you know less Taylor Swift songs less alcohol um but in terms of <laughs> so like no, nothing like a club really <laughs> uh, in terms of the room capacity to people ratio okay. and like the heat yeah. of the room it was so hot in there it was ridiculous um but what I was saying was it it was so loud and I had a similar experience of feeling like you're having to really like raise your voice to be heard and that there's also just all this ambient noise and that ambient noise has got me thinking about how weird other people talking is by which I mean (laughs) when you're in a room and like let's say there's like 200 people in a room you're talking to me and we can hear a conversation we might pick up a couple of words from the groups that are like directly next to us but then all of the conversations going on around us although we deep down know that they're words they just sound like chatter to us it doesn't have any like tangible sound and then I was just wondering look at what proximity to a person, do you have to be before those words sound like words? And like, at what point does it become like nothingness? But if you move closer, then it would be words. But then if you move away again, it's not words anymore. And I'm like, wow. it's just... It's a physics lesson. Yeah, me. it's not really a lesson. It's more of a physics question because I have no answers to this question. But it just got me thinking, wow, how weird is that? Like, how... Like, the, the brain must be doing something, I guess, to like filter through and pick up like the important words that you know that you're meant to be hearing and the rest is just because it's not proximity as such because if someone was far away in a room and they said something directly to you you'd be able to hear them but it's like when you're not tuned into the conversation that your your brain is like not picking up any words even though you know that they are words very weird when I think about it for too long it trips me up so um that's that I have one final thing to talk about that's more of a conversation and that is going back to our most favorite topic of Taylor Swift um how have you been finding Midnight's Mayhem with me 
Oh my god, I'm so glad you brought this up because I could not be more excited. I can't believe. Did we even talk about this last week? I can't we didn't. We, we didn't mention it. A podcast it. episode where we didn't talk about this. Um, I can't believe we're getting an October Taylor album. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just so excited. And I also am excited for the fact that we'll be able to do like we'll be able to throw it back to ever more times and do like a big. I'm like, thinking analysis. that what we might need to do is a full a full yeah. midnights. Of course. Episode. Like, yeah. we're just going to have to ditch everything else and do a deep, deep, deep dive inspired by the legends at Chats and Reacts because I just think that their analyses of Taylor Swift content is unparalleled and I will never be able to have that level of knowledge and understanding of Taylor, but I can only dream. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it so much. I mean, the TikTok reveals do kind of creep me out like they do have creepy vibes the way she like picks up the phone like I mean she yeah. looks stunning and she the track names all sound great but <laughs> it mm. does have slightly creepy vibes I did see like a fan theory because obviously the one that's just been announced is called Midnight Rain and apparently it's track number six and she announced it on the anniversary on her like six year anniversary of the day she met joe i think that's right Right. and apparently they when they met got a taxi home together it was raining and it was midnight i don't know how much of that is true (laughs) but if that one is a nice romantic one about her and joe i'm happy i'm not gonna lie that is the first title that i've really been like i like the sound of that one like the other titles have not been gripping me but then i think like how much does the title really tell you at the point before you really know what yeah. it's about if you know what I mean like once you associate it with the song it might have a different meaning but yeah I've been enjoying watching the reveals for sure and it's definitely making me excited I've also seen theories that this is actually not the titles of the of the songs and that they're like oh, really hints rather than actual names so we'll see but she's so cryptic she is I think you can't such a mastermind oh no pun intended. <laughs> For context, but, that's one of the track names. So, so far we've got Mastermind, Vigilante... Is that how you say it? Vigilante, Vigilante shit. Vigilante shit. Um, question, with a question mark at the end of the track, which I like. That throws it back to, if you're like a long-time Taylor Swift fan, one of her unreleased tracks, or I think she finally did release it, but back in the day it was unreleased, was called I Heart Question Mark, and that one was a good song. I think it's going to be very different vibes, but that's what that reminds me of. And then, obviously, Midnight Rain, and now we have to wait for the other nine, is it? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. Um, very and exciting. And it's, it's, it's a fun way about it, but I feel like you can't take anything that Taylor Swift says or does no, no. on face value. You've just got to wait and see what actually happens so yeah yeah, that brings my weekly roundup to an end is there anything you'd like to chat about i would like to chat about something i would rather have chatted about this when i hadn't when i had a voice (laughs) (laughs) but i'm gonna i'm gonna take this opportunity because by the time this episode goes up next wednesday i will have started my new job Ah, which i'm really excited to talk to you guys about because i feel like i feel like we're all friends here and i feel like you're gonna get how exciting this is so ever since the days of the scholastic book fair when i used to come round in primary (laughs) school and i used to get a copy of like magic kitten or the what's the the rainbow fairies i used to want to work with books and it's finally happening guys 
On Monday, I start a job as marketing assistant at Harper Fiction, which is the fiction kind of division of HarperCollins UK. And I could not be more excited. I mean, I'm really scared because obviously when things that you've dreamed about for so long actually happen, there is always that little bit of like nervousness. Mm. But I am just so thrilled to be doing this job. And I got home, I think this sums up like one of the reasons I wanted to work in books. I got home last night from Leeds because... Um, I'm at my parents' house again, but I went to Leeds for the week for work to kind of wrap up one job. Got back to like loads of different like proof copies of books. Um, like they keep sending them, they just keep coming. And one of the ones I got was um, Lindsay Kelk's new Christmas book. <gasps> and in the proof package was the proof, which the front of it looks like a present and it's tied up like a little bow. And then it came with Biscoff hot chocolate mix, a candy cane, and an actual scented candle that was designed like the front cover of the book. Oh, I love that. It was insane. Can you send me the book, please? I want a Christmas book. Of course, of course. That's actually the second Christmas book I've been sent. Um, But yeah, so excited just to be finally working in books. I think it's not, I was going to say it's like something to tick off the 20s list, which it is, but I also think it's something to just tick off the life the list. The life list, Here yeah. Here knows that I have wanted it for so long. Yeah. This goes beyond just like, oh, I want to do this in my 20s. It's like, yeah, your lifelong dream. And I think it's so exciting. I knew you were going to find a job at one point. Like, obviously you had a job, but I knew you were going to find the job, the publishing job at some point. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's such a competitive industry and there are people applying all the time from all over the place. And it's just so tough, I think, when you have that dream and you know you'd be good at something, but at the same time, you just, you can only control your bit of it. You can't control all of the external yeah. factors and the other applicants. But I'm, honestly, I was overjoyed when you <laughs> told me you got it. I was so excited because it sounds so, so good. Um, and yeah, it's just amazing news. So, congrats. thanks, girl. Honestly, I still can't get over it. It was a brutal, brutal application process. If anyone else is applying for publishing right now or is a publishing hopeful, um, then I get it. It is brutal and it is a long process. I tried for a long time to get into publishing. I even tried years ago and then went away to get other marketing experience and came back and tried again, which in hindsight was a great idea because I don't think I would have got it that first time around. Um, But yeah, so excited to start and I'm really excited to kind of do some publishing related content, especially on TikTok. Mm. I really want to do like publishing days in the lab like I'm just very excited for this new chapter if you will and I think that like it's just gonna be so nice to have everything aligned and also everything aligned at HarperCollins obviously my book isn't published at Harper Fiction but it is published in a different imprint so it kind of feels like all the threads of my life have come Coming together, together which yeah. is a beautiful thing so I won't talk too much about it because obviously by the time we chat next I will have had like a good few days in the office so I'll be able to give you the publishing lowdown but I just thought I would include that in the roundup because honestly finishing up one job and getting ready for that job has been my entire week I haven't read anything I haven't watched tv I've just sang Taylor Swift lost my voice and prepared to move to London for this job so yeah that's why I'm moving to London and I am so hyped Oh, it's so exciting, honestly. I can't wait to hear all about it next week after you've had your first week. But yeah, the most exciting thing quite possibly ever, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't think I've ever been that excited. There's nothing like finding out you've got a job you really want. It's the best feeling in the world, unparalleled. Yeah, it does. It feels really nice. I feel like 
you, you can never allow yourself to believe it until they offer it to you and then you're yeah. like oh my god thank god for that and um, it is like a sense of like joy and relief mixed together I think so yeah, yeah definitely so what is your recommendation this week my recommendation this week is a foodie one and it's something Ooh, I literally I tried last night um so me and Jay made a trip specially to Lidl for this because I saw on someone's Instagram story that they had something that I'd never seen anywhere before and I needed to get my hands on it and that was vegan chocolate mousse which was so so good now I've seen like there are other vegan desserts that are like mousse inclusive but they're not like a pure chocolate mousse like it'll be like a billionaire sundae with chocolate mousse in it or something like that and they're quite expensive and quite extravagant whereas these were just like plain chocolate mousses in a two-pack and it was just I think just over one pound so for a vegan dessert not too not too spenny um and I tried one last night after dinner and it was so nice and so quite a simple recommendation but it did have a sticker on the label that says when they're gone they're gone and um it was in a special section of the fridge that was like for I think things were like on a particular offer it wasn't in the normal yogurt section so any vegans out there I would recommend getting yourself down to Lidl ASAP because don't know if they're going to be around for much longer but I think it's worth a try even just for a one-off treat so that is my recommendation what about you so in just to go back to the mousse what do they use instead of egg for a vegan mousse or do they use like an egg substitute I have no idea. I didn't read the ingredients, but I'm going to guess, like... <laughs> you might not analyse your food like I do. Uh, maybe, like, aquafaba would be... Obviously, it's a vegan Ooh. egg white sub, so maybe Sounds that would be technical. it. It's nice. like um, chickpea water, which is gross, but then you whip it up and it goes like egg whites. Yeah, well, when you actually think about it, eggs are gross too, so... Well, I, I do we'll really want to know off. who figured it out, like, the eggs could, could be used... Yeah. Who, could, who figured out that eggs could be used that way, for one thing? Like, who thought, let's whip up some eggs and make meringue or whatever it is but then who then did that with chickpeas and thought yeah this could do it too like it's crazy crazy but that is really weird to think about how food came about like who even had an egg and thought hmm let's eat this like let's crack this baby (laughs) it's just come out of like a chicken's ass like let's eat it um i don't know where we go from here (laughs) your recommendation recommendation. (laughs) okay so my recommendation slightly different to last week because i could recommend books all day, every day. But I'm going to go for something different for all of the content creators out there, including you, Kira. Ah, including you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I sometimes struggle to edit like TikToks and reels in the apps, like organically. Um, mm-hmm. And I really was looking for, and I've been looking for a long time, a uh, kind of video editing app on my phone that means that I can like change the color of, like, adjust like kind of the aperture and aperture. Is it aperture or aperture? Aperture? I don't know if there's actually a specific way. I think you could just aperture. go with what feels right. Like aperture and like the warmth and the vibrance of the mm-hmm. specific clips rather than just the whole video. Um, and I found the perfect one and it's called Vixer. And honestly, it has changed my life in work. It has changed my life outside of work. You can load up all the different clips and kind of edit them like you would on a laptop, it feels mm-hmm. like. You can trim them all. Ah. You can edit like the colors of them all, um, the volume of different clips. They've got a font library, which has like hundreds of different fonts that you can add on. I don't know if you've seen any of my recent reels, but the ones that have like, the one I did that was like the final week in York, 
mm-hmm. that was one of the fonts. Um, it has a music library, although I tend not to use that one. But if you kind of were hoping for royalty-free music because you don't have a creator account, then that would work for that. Um, it's just a really great video app, and I showed it to the people at work, and now everyone at work has it on their phone, like we all got it expensed. <laughs> then I showed Rachel, and now she's got it. Like, it is just a really handy app to have. And also, I find that sometimes Instagram, like, glitches or, mm. like, crashes, and I lose my work, and it's a really great way to kind of keep track of your work and keep it in a separate folder and then just export it when you're ready. So... Mm. If you're a content creator looking for a video app, would highly recommend that one. It's a very niche recommendation, but I feel like you know because of the rise of like short form videos and stuff. Mm. I feel like a lot of people will find some value in that. So that does yeah, sound. I hope so. I mean, you good. do have to pay for the premium version, but it's only thirty four pounds for a year, which I don't think is too bad. Like when you no. think about the amount that you would use it if you're a content creator. Yeah, for sure. I guess it's just weighing up how much you use those things, but that's yeah. not too bad for an annual subscription. I pay no. uh, fifty pounds a month for Adobe <gasps> products. <laughs> yeah, so when you put it into perspective, it's really not that bad. Um, okay, so let's go to inspired by. Who have you mm-hmm. been inspired, or what have you been inspired by this month? Okay, so this month, what inspired. am I talking about this week? <laughs> this week oh yeah we're more more regular than a month now we're on track we We sit here and we record even if we sound like frogs um but my inspired by this week is actually one of my great friends who you guys will know because she was actually a guest on the podcast when we did our guest season so my inspiration this week is kirsten davis who is a kind of well she does work uh in costa but then she also is an artist and she has like temporary tattoos that went viral and her shop has like so many sales and she's done loads of pop-up shops and she did a a really cool like shop in within Lush in Liverpool Mm -hmm. it was very cool that was a really bad explanation of Kirsten so if you want to know more about Kirsten you can go back and listen to that episode where we did an interview with her but I'm so inspired by her because I saw yesterday on Instagram I don't know if you saw it that she kind of teased something that's going to be announced today so I can like report back next week and it said John Lewis and Partners times <gasps> Kirsten Davis like Stop. she's done I don't know what it is but Stop. she's done some kind of collaboration with John Lewis that's so incredible I mean her work is insane she obviously designed our podcast logo that's a key way that you can see oh, some yeah. of her work what? she designed our <laughs> um, podcast logo <laughs> But she is, yeah, I feel like that's just like a, a tiny uh, insight into her talent because she just does such incredible she's work. She's amazing. Um, yeah, I love watching her Instagram stories and seeing what she's getting up to. So that's, oh, I can't wait. I'm it's look so out for exciting, that today. isn't it? And she's, wow. she's just such a great content creator as well because she's so real and she like mm. really opens up about the hardships of being a small business creator and about kind of juggling part-time work and creative work. Mm. I just... I just am so inspired by her all the time, but that just felt like a particularly exciting thing to announce. And whatever yeah. it is, I will be getting it, going to it. I wonder my if guess, it'll be Christmas decorations, was my guess. My, my guess, I feel like there was another little icon on the teaser, and it, I think it might be some kind of pop-up shop in John Lewis. That's what mm. my guess is. Is there a John me Lewis and my mum were Liverpool? like, we are going to be there. Yeah, she does. Um, so right, follow okay. her on Instagram because... Yeah. Yeah, so my my guess just ahead of time to see whether I'm right or not is because I know she does Christmas decorations every year. She does, she does. Wonder if that could be something to do with it, but who knows? I feel like a pop up obviously might be a fair a fair guess because 
it's obviously the she's like it's the season of pop-ups and also like while christmas decorations would be super cool obviously she's like very much a a one-man band so to yeah. figure out how to stock places is probably quite a challenge so yeah anyhow yeah i can't wait to see her. what that is yeah she's very inspiring and very cool yes Who's um, yours? Slash my yours. recommendation is someone who I have been subscribed to on YouTube for years and years and years. Okay. Um, and this person's YouTube channel is called Honey Bunch of Onion Tops. And her name is... What? <laughs> That's such a cool name. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I feel like it's very indicative of her as a person because she's quite like okay. quirky and unique. Um, she's called Phoebe and her YouTube uh, channel is all about like vegan and gluten-free food. Used to be just vegan and then due to I think some like intolerances she had yeah. to go gluten-free by like default not by choice and um, and she does incredible baking videos she had an amazing series um a while ago which was something but vegan and she went through like tv shows and movies so she did call the midwife the entire harry potter series um wow. she did I don't know if she did a Gilmore Girls one. She did a Friends one. She did loads of different, like, TV shows and movies and basically went through food that featured in there and then made, like, a but vegan version and um, also did, like, an essay, like, a talk essay over about, like, the show and what it means and all that kind of stuff. So very, very interesting, and I love her content. It's super cosy. But the reason that she is on my Inspired by this week is because she has been talking for years about making, like, a a real life food product or something that could Ooh. be like tangible and she has officially started a micro bakery which I think is a bakery where it's like you're not you don't have a specific like a shop or a location it's more like small time and you do like pop-ups and go to like farmers markets and things like that oh wow um, that's cool and the bakery is called biscuit tin bakery which I just think is I like that super that's, cute I like that um she's based in melbourne australia so i unfortunately have you no chance you love an australian i content do creator. love an australian it's because there's so many vegan australian content creators like that was that my bread sense, yeah. bread and butter back in the day when i first went vegan but um yeah so she started this bakery um she's doing her first like pop-up this weekend and although i have sadly no opportunity to go and try things because i can't just take a cheeky sadly, we don't live bus over to melbourne um I've just been loving watching the process and she also has a weekly email um, that she sends out which is like again just like an accumulation of like an update kind of like I guess we do on here as well as like yeah. recommendations and things like that so kind of a similar vibe to this podcast but in like written format um, and I've just been really loving like seeing the process of hearing her talk about this and like seeing it go from a like a dream and like a conversation to like a reality so very exciting and I guess similar to Molly May maybe in the sense of like I do not know this person um but I've followed her for quite some time and I think it's just so nice to have like seen someone succeed in something that they've been like wanting to do for a long time so yeah love that Um, what a like positive end to the episode I I think that's why I love this section the section was Kira's idea so credit to Kira for this thanks she she knows um I think it's so nice to wrap up episodes with just like how much we're inspired by people I really enjoy it Mm. it makes me it puts me in a really happy mood yeah, it's like, it is, as the title might suggest, inspiring. It's like, when you say it out loud and you, like, talk about why it's inspired you, it's like, fires you up to go and, like, do something good. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, I also wanted to say, not necessarily inspired by, but grateful for the okay. very, very positive reaction that we had to our oh first gosh, episode yes. back. Um, yeah. Because of the 
a long and unexplained hiatus that we took, uh, we had, I, I guess, low expectations for people actually yeah, really low. caring about us because, like, you know, not in a, a rude way, but, like, fair enough. We thought, like, we kind of ditched the podcast for a bit unexplained. Yeah. And so we weren't expecting people to have waited around or to want to give us another chance for <laughs> No, it did feel really good to have that reception on uh, Instagram is where we announced it. Yes. Um, or not even announced it. I just did like a little drop. Post, like, yeah. This is back. And, uh, and as I say, like we didn't expect many people to listen because we know <laughs> better than anyone how up and down our consistency has been. And that is just a reflection of the fact that brings it back to spinning plates is yeah. hard. Um, and I think what we're doing this time really brings it back to the roots of why we started the podcast in that it's a way just for us to catch up more than anything and I think that is what creates this like atmosphere of just like a community and so I'm really happy that people are listening and have enjoyed the first episode uh, because we love doing it and we we will continue because it is a way for us to keep updated on the very mundane and trivial elements of each other's lives but that end up being like I think the most important things about keeping in touch with friends like those trivial moments as you say my favorite quote of last episode was the trivial moments make up life or whatever you said yeah it's like it's it's what makes up like the majority of your existence it is it really is you might as well shine some light on it but yeah I am gonna be here every week whether you listeners are here or not because uh mm-hmm. i am determined that em cannot forget me now that she's living in the in the big city no way you're um, gonna come to the big smoke and we're gonna do all of the bookish and bakery things i can't wait i genuinely can't wait um luckily my work's office is in london so i should have fairly frequent yeah. opportunity to travel down and bug you so that'll be fun um but yeah although we will be here no matter what it is obviously such a nice feeling to know that people are here and listening and we're glad to as we were to see it back. So thank you so much for everyone who listened and also took the time to share a message with us on Instagram. Because it means a lot. Special, special dedication to those who messaged me, of which there were quite a few, to say that they also like spam. (laughs) Oh, do you know what? I have been shooketh to my core about this. I only have, realistically, uh, three friends, and those friends are... um, (laughs) Crack me up. um, Those friends are... You, uh, Sarah, and my friend Katie, who I did the Great North Run with. And so after finding out that both you and Sarah are spam eaters, I sent I Katie a frantic text like, please tell me that you're not a spam person. And she's like, I've never tried it. And I was like, thank But that doesn't God mean for she's that. not a spam she, person. I think she's on my wavelength. And don't take that away from me because she's not, she's not going <laughs> to try it. it. I'll let you have it. So that was a relief because I thought, like, surely I'm not just surrounded by spam eaters. But no, I'm, I'm safe at least. <laughs> It's like a horrible food version of Death Eaters from Harry Potter. <laughs> I would I think rather to you probably encounter a Death Eater. <laughs> yeah, considerably more scary. Uh, but on that note, I think I'll bring this podcast to an end before we go off on a, another spam tangent, because it could definitely yeah. happen. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you again next week. See you next Bye. week. Bye.